With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies. Welcome to another Tea Time Tuesday. Um, Before we get into our lesson, let's go ahead and have some prayer. Lord God, I want to thank you once again for another day. I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Um, God, I just ask that you would open up our hearts and our minds right now to truly hear uh, what it is that you are speaking unto us and to truly understand and comprehend the things that you are trying to teach unto us, God. Um, I pray that you just move over us in a mighty way, Lord, and continue to expand not only just our knowledge of you, God, but help us to just draw closer to you in knowing who you are. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me and use me as you see fit to teach this word, Lord, in a way that is pleasing and acceptable unto you. In Jesus' name I pray, thank God, and amen. Woo! So, y'all can't see it, but <laughs> I'm figuring things out. I got a new kind of little setup going on, uh, so hopefully I won't have to strain my voice uh, too much. But, you know, we'll we'll see how it works out. But I'm hoping with my new little setup I got, you know, it'll be better. I hope. <laughs> okay. So, yes, uh, we are still on this word Theos, right? God. Um, we Our base scripture is Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Uh-oh. I'm going to get my Bible together here. Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Okay. So let's just go ahead and just read that. Um, for the sake of, you know, reading the verse, right, reading God's word and remembering, okay? So Paul, a bond servant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative, set apart for the preaching, set apart for preaching the gospel of God, the good news of salvation, Romans chapter 1, verse 1, Amplified Version. Okay, so like we've mentioned before, right, those who might be new, we are doing a word study of this verse, which is the first, from the first lesson of week 5 of a Devo book, A Woman of God Wonderfully Made. And we've been doing, we've been digging and studying these words in Romans 1, verse 1. And so, yeah, we're on that last word, God, right, Theos. And we have gone over his attributes, right? We went over a lot of grammatical stuff last time, okay? So, uh, for this time, I'm trying to remember, guys. So sometimes I feel like I mix the lessons. So it's like, ah. This one, right? Yeah. I believe we went over we went over everything, right? We looked at Acts twenty seven, verse twenty three and twenty four. Correct? Let me double check my other notes. Because I want to make sure I'm not skipping anything. And once again I forgot to mark my page for those who also might not be aware. Sister Jackie is ADHD. So, um, it is not, you know, diagnosed, unfortunately. You would be surprised, this is an aside, you'd be surprised at how hard it is for people to get a diagnosis, Um, probably because of the fact that you have so many people that are like, oh, yeah, I I totally have ADHD. Like, no, you don't. (laughs) Those of us who are actually struggling, you know, can't get the diagnosis because everybody else is like, oh, I have it, I have it. No, you don't. Okay, 
but yeah, if I, it's certain things I have to do to make sure that I remember, you know, where I am and what I was talking about, what I was doing. So yes, it can be a little rough sometimes, but you know, God is still using me. <laughs> okay, He's still getting me through it. He shaped my brain, so we gonna make it. <laughs> All right. So yes. So next, okay, this today, this week, right, we talked about John 1-1 one, one and a lot of the, like, grammatical things, correct? So now uh, we are looking at, I believe, Romans 2, 7, and 22, okay? So we're going to go to Romans chapter 7. Verse 22, and again, we're still looking at these grammatical uh, aspects, right? The translation, why it is important that we really take time to study God's word and get a sense of what they were, you know, how it was being expressed in both the Greek and the Hebrew, Um, because again, these are two complex languages. You're talking about biblical Hebrew and Greek. And you're having to translate that into English. Um, certain things is kind of hard to translate. So, yes, we want to take time to just kind of go over a little bit of that today. Okay. Small mini review. Right. We talked about how when we're looking at theos, it can be used with a definite article. Right. So, the. In English, definite article, the. It can be used without it. So an amorphous noun is a noun that does not have an article. Okay. The other thing we looked at, right, is that when it's translated into English, the article may or may not be needed, but it doesn't take away from the significance, the importance of what it means in the Greek. So just because something is translated a certain way does not mean like, oh, it no longer means that anymore. Okay. It's just... That is how it, they decide to translate it for the, the English, right? Now, we did talk about John 1, 1, right? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, King James, okay? And we talked about how there's that double stress on Theos, emphasizing God is the Word, right? We talk about Logos. I believe how Jesus is Logos, so he is the Word, he is God, okay? This is not just any God of the Word, right? The God, the one true God, okay? So, yeah, it should be at Romans 7.22, and if you listening, don't worry about it, just listen on, okay? So, Romans chapter 7. Verse 22, we're going to look at, you know, this phrase, the law of God. At least in the King James it says that. Okay, I also see it here in the Amplified. So I'm going to read that now. Romans 7, verse 22, Amplified Version. I joyfully delight in the law of God in my inner self with my new nature. Romans chapter 7, verse 22, Amplified Version. So here, right, we're going to look at this special rule, you know, grammatical rule uh, in a minute. But here in in the Greek, right, it doesn't translate into English, but in the Greek it would translate to in the law of the God. Remember that double stress thing, right? And that emphasis that God, right, is the law, like he's the word. Um, It's put an emphasis on him as authority, having authority, power, okay? Now, that being said, if we go to verse 25 of the same chapter, okay, and it says, Uh, Thanks be to God for my deliverance through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
So then, on the one hand, I myself, with my mind, serve the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity, I serve the law of sin. Romans chapter 7, verse 25, Amplified Version. That little phrase there, okay, uh, the law of God here, right? It says that neither have the article. So even though they put the the in there for the English sake, in the Greek, it's serve law of God. Okay, so here is the reasoning for that, okay? In the Greek, now remember, we're doing some grammar, okay? But just stay with me because, like I mentioned last week, right, this stuff is important, okay? In the Greek, there's this general rule that if you have the two nouns, so in this case, law and God, and they are not united by what is called the genitive case, which is just the word of, law of God, right? Then either both of them will have the article or neither of them will have it. So in verse 22, both of them have that article. Now remember, when we use theos with the article, right? Theos especially is placing special emphasis that this is the supreme divinity. This is not a deity or just any God, the God. And it can also be used without it, but again, in those cases, like that double stress thing, like putting emphasis on who God is. Okay? So, like we said, in verse 22, we see that. In verse 25, okay, the reason why that article is not there and this is in the uh, Strong's expanded exhaustive importance, is that it's not just his title. Um, by having that one article in English serve the law of God, it stresses God's character as lawgiver. Okay? His authority. Now, it already makes mention of that in the Greek, right? That Okay, he's the authority. <laughs> it makes mention of that in verse 22. So in the Greek, it's like, okay, well, it's understood. But for the English sake, we need that article in there. Okay? So remember, just because it's translated a certain way doesn't mean, oh, it's the, okay, well, I guess, you know, it's something completely different. No. They try to keep the integrity of it, you have to be careful with how you, you translate things, right? And so that is why. But here it's stressing him as lawgiver. Okay. So I have a side note. By stressing that he is lawgiver, we acknowledge his authority over the law. But this is also why it is so hard for us as a people to submit because our flesh has a tendency of rebelling against him, desiring to make all the rules. We submit to him in certain areas, but struggle in others. Okay. Um, an example of this, right? Some people can easily submit to God in their finances. God tells them stop spending money or to save money, um, to give money away or whatever. That's no problem for them. They can, they can do that. But the minute God tells them, I need you to stop eating them chips and cookies and ice cream, I need you to I need you to eat better, right? Ooh, I don't know if I can do that. I need you to start exercising. I need you to take better care of your diet. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Whereas for somebody else, it might be the reverse. You know, God is, you know, calling them to eat better, to eat healthier. They can do that. But the minute it comes to their money, they stingy. Ooh, I, you want me to do what? Uh, I don't know about that guy. You know, I got bills. I got stuff I got to do. We always want to say we got bills. <laughs> we always want to say we got bills. But then you don't be thinking about the bills when it comes to buy the stuff that you want. 
that creates another bill that creates more debt, and then you'd be sitting there like, God, I need some more money. <laughs> it's always funny how that works, right? So while, you know, or even time, even time can be an issue, right? Um, there are some people who can easily give away their time. You know, the Lord is calling them to volunteer um, to use their time more with the church, to be more, you know, participate more, to do more things or whatever. Plan some activities, do stuff with the kids, plan outings, whatever it is, right? They have no problem in that area, but they might be horrible with loving their enemies. Again, vice versa. You have people who are like, yeah, you know what? I know they don't like me, but that's okay because God loves me and he has called me to love those who despise me and I'm not going to worry about that person because God has me in his hands. But the minute you ask them to, hey, can you maybe volunteer some time? Can you give some time to the Lord? Ooh, I don't know. I'm busy this week. So there's somewhere where our flushes are going to rise up, right? Like we see that in verse 25 actually, right? Uh, amplified, thanks be to God for my deliverance through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind serve the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity, I serve the law of sin. All right? So we we see that, okay? So going back to this grammar, grammatical stuff, okay, my side note for this, we need this to stress, or we need this stress to show that it's not just just the Bible or just the book of do's and don'ts. It is the word, it is the word of God, I'm sorry, God is the word, and by coming to his word, we have to recognize his authority as lawgiver. He is curios. Those who remember the Ephesians Bible study from way back, we talked about curios. I believe we talked about, you know, well, no, we didn't talk about curios this time, did we, ladies? We haven't, got, we haven't gotten to that word yet. But those who remember, right, we talked about curios, curios, Lord. We want our husbands to be curios, lead servant, someone like who is submissive unto God, right? They submit under the, the authority, therefore we submit to their authority, you know, but we can't even, we can't go there, right, because there's so many discussions on that, like, how you want me to submit to you? You don't even know how to submit to God, you know? And then it's like, okay, well, he's submitting to the Lord, but you're still not submitting either. But then it's hard for you to submit to somebody else's authority when you don't submit to the authority. You know, we'll be on that all day, <laughs> right? So Lord, Jesus, he is curious, but he is not a tyrant, right? Despotus, again, we learned that from the uh, um, Ephesians Bible study. A des- a des- the word despot comes from this word despotic, like tyrant, someone who rules with an iron fist, who's very self-centered, selfish, is all about me. You're here to serve me. I'm not here to serve you. I ain't got to serve nobody. I'm the king around here. I, I'm i the ruler around here. And before you go there, ladies, like how many times have you acted that way with God? And I can tell you, at least, like, all all of last week, whoo, I'll, t- I'll talk about it on Thursday, but, you know, for everybody, Bible study, but, yeah, I had I had a few moments where it was like, girl, you better get up under that <laughs> Christ authority. I'll, say, I'll put it this way. You know you're in a dangerous place when you know you're doing something that is not of God and you don't feel conviction of the Holy Spirit anymore. You know in your heart, like, this is not right, but now you no longer feel that conviction. It's just numb, like a spiritual numbness. That is a dangerous place to be. Like, you are on a path to death. 
like spiritually, like you, that's not a good place for you to be. You need to hurry up, surrender your heart back to the Lord, do what you need to do to get back to Jesus. Because to be in that spot is not a good thing, right? But we have that kind of attitude sometimes as people. Where it's like, I'm not gonna, for what? What do I need? What do I need to give tithes for? What do I need to go to Bible study for? What do I need to, uh, you know, volunteer or do whatever for? Why do I need to do that? I mean, I'm coming to church. I got perfect attendance. Isn't that enough? Like, this is not a checklist. You're called to a work. You have, a, you were born and created with a purpose. So, <laughs> so again. It's important to know these things because, again, it's easy to just be like, okay, the law of God, and you would just kind of stop there. But now that we know, it's not just the law of God. He's not just saying this word of God, like I said before, right? It's not just a list of do's and don'ts. This is a love letter that is also a two-edged sword. It's like God is saying, I love you. And because I love you, there are some things that we got to, we got to, I have to prune you. (laughs) I got to prune you. I have to chisel away at some things that don't need to be there. And that hurts. That hurts sometimes. But it's needed. So, yes, it's not just the law of, of God. Again, we're recognizing him as law giver, his authority, okay? So let's finish this uh, side note. God's word is intended to protect, not to harm, just as a good parent has rules in place to protect their children and not to harm them. But (laughs) oftentimes with people, especially with tyrannical leadership, the rules only serve to manipulate and control. And for those who are coming out of some form of abuse or who have never had any real structure or form of discipline, submission can seem like a form of control. However, in Christ, there is liberty. And the more we draw closer to him, the more we find we have more freedom than we thought. I feel like this is pro- this is also like one very big common lie that Satan tries to impose on us, right? It's like we forget that, one, God is not like man, okay? Two, he puts those boundaries and things in place to protect you, okay? Like, it's just like when you're, okay, I don't know about y'all, but... You know, the times where I've been with my mom, like maybe she's going shopping. No, so she's going shopping. It's like hate shopping. I, you know, aside, uh, an aside, right, about me. Um, unless it's for like some tech, techie stuff, like, ooh, a laptop, ooh, some speakers, CDs, and, you know, food, um, or just something that I just really need. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to get this and go. I am not trying to spend all day in a store. That's just me. I'll be with her, you know, but the thing that will bother me is when I see people just letting their kids just go, especially in the parking lot. It's dangerous. They cannot see this little person, you know, running, ripping and running behind them, and if your child gets hurt, you want to be upset. But if you had made them hold your hand, you know, as I was walking to the vehicle, this wouldn't have been a problem, you know, or even in the store, ripping and running around the store. And it's like as many children that go missing in the United States. Like, no, baby, I need you to stay right here. I need you to, I know. <laughs> you know, it got to the point. I was that kid. I wouldn't now. Sometimes, you know, I would just take off. My mom was like, no, you're going to hold my hand. Okay, nope, give me a hand because you don't know how to be still. I look around, you gone, you in the toy section or somewhere. Like, nope. You don't know how to stay put 
I told you, okay, I'm going to let you go, but stay where I can see you. You went all the way down on yonder, so no, you're going to hold my hand so I can make sure that you're safe. <laughs> and that is how God does us. It's like, I don't need you. know, we get an attitude with God, and the Lord is looking like, you don't want, you don't want that. You think you do. I'm trying to protect you. You have no idea that Satan, that Satan is literally gunning for you every day. And he's not coming to play nice. He's not coming to, you know, oh, love taps. He is coming for your neck. He is trying to take you up out of here. But again, when we're coming, if those of us who have been under those kind of relationships, you feel like you never had any real control over your life, every decision was made for you or criticized, right? You never got to make your own choices. You never got to really be your own person, um, you know, or just that form of abuse. Then the thought of having to come up under somebody, it's like, no, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to that. But by when we come up under him, because it's interesting how Christ comes and flips everything upside down. He flips everything upside down. And the minute we come up under him, we submit to his authority. It's like, oh, I actually have way more freedom <laughs> than I thought. Because, yeah, you might have been ripping and running around, but you were not free like you thought you were when you was out there in the world. You were bound. You were bound up, right? So, yeah, we have to we have to acknowledge him as lawgiver. And when we do that, that also means we have to submit to his authority because, like I said earlier, right, it, he, you could end up, God could give you a man who is truly after his own heart, who submits to him and yields to him and everything. But if you do not know, if you have not yet learned how to come up under Christ's authority, it's not going to mean anything. You will not follow that man anywhere. You're going to question every decision he makes. You're going to challenge him on everything. Well, how do I know that that's the best decision? I, I don't know. That don't seem like the right decision to me. You're not going to do it. So until you learn how to respect Christ's authority, you're not going to respect his authority either, or anybody else's for that matter. You 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 feel like your leadership is trying to tell you what to do, and they try to help you out. They try to give you advice. And you know what, sis? I don't I don't think you know that's that might not be the best idea. Like, have you thought about maybe trying? Don't tell me what to do. You don't run me. I remember one year at camp, we had some young ladies like that. And at first, it was like, what is their problem? I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, girl. I'm trying to help you. I didn't ask for help. Okay. You know? And then you watch them struggle to get through certain things. And then it's like, what? Well, I tried to help you, but you didn't want my help. I saw that what you were doing was about to result in something that you didn't want, you know, for yourself. You thought I was trying to tell you what to do. I was really trying to help you out, but okay. God is a gentleman. He is not going to force his way on you. He's just going to wait on you. So however long it takes you to finally get it through your head that you need to submit it, that you ain't running nothing over here, and that he has your best interest at heart, he is not like man, that he would sit there and try to, well, you know, I'm doing this because I love you. You know, I just I just want what's best for you. He's not conniving. He is not conniving like people are. When God is genuinely telling you no, it's for your good. It's because he loves you. That's why he's telling you no, or not yet. All right. So, <laughs> continuing on, and this is the last little bit of this, or at least this 
fourth definition, okay? So, uh, it does, or I'm sorry, it goes on to say that when there are two or more epithets that are applied to the same person or thing, one article usually serves for both. Now, I do want to pause there, right? Like, what's an epithet? <laughs> what is that? Okay. Luckily, Sister Jackie has her Merriam-Webster. <laughs> okay. So an epithet. Now, you may have heard like a racial epithet, right? That's usually like a slur. But epithet itself, okay, it has, we have two definitions, but the first one has like three parts. So 1A, characterizing a word or phrase accompanying or occurring in place of the name of a person or thing. B is the one that we usually know, a disparaging or abusive word or phrase. And then C, the part of a taxonomic name identifying a subordinate unit within a genus. Please do not ask me what any of that means because I don't know, child. <laughs> okay. I like something to do with I. The second one, uh, which is obsolete, is expressions. Okay. The one we're looking at, though, is that first definition, a characterizing word or phrase accompanying or occurring in place of the name of a person or thing. And so what they're saying is when there are two or more of these things that are applied to the same person or thing, right, we kind of see that twice in this chapter, the law of God, the law of God. One article usually serves for both and then with an exception. <laughs> That's the thing about grammar. For maybe those people like me who love grammar, there's almost always an exception to the rule. Okay. The exception is that when the second article applies to both and there's an exception to that rule, which is when a second article lays stress upon different aspects of the same person or subject. An example of this is in Revelations, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 1. Well, let's go there. Oops. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. And again, this is the amplified, but just to make that comparison, because like I've told y'all before, right, the amplified tends to expand or expound upon um, the meaning of certain words within the passage, okay? And I just kind of want us to make see the comparison as we're doing this. I'm going to read it in the Amplified first, and then I'm, I'm going to read from the King James. Okay. So again, this is Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, his unveiling of the divine mysteries, which God the Father gave to him to show his bondservants, believers, the things which must soon take place in their entirety. And he sent and communicated it by his angel, divine messenger, to his bond servant, John. So for those who may not know, uh, John wrote this book. Okay. So again, that was Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. Amplified. And then again, I'm going to read it in the King James, just so, like I said, we can get that comparison, okay? So Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, King James. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John. Okay. So, it's quite interesting here, right? 
And then I just saw I have another verse here. However, I do not have the I don't even have the chapter and verse. Let me see if I can find it because it's also uh, an example of this rule. So give me a second. Okay. Uh, The verse says, though, as I'm looking for it, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I might be in Revelations, actually. Revelation. I don't know why I keep want to say Revelations. Is Revelation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My brain today. Okay. Let's see. Oh. Okay, guys. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check that one because I'm not finding it. Ah, okay, I just found it. (laughs) Okay, so it's Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. I think that actually is the one I was supposed to read to you guys. Let me note that in my notes now. So Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. Had a typo. Okay. So again, I'm going to read the two translations just so we can have that comparison. Okay. So Amplified, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. And he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last absolute deity, the son of God. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, Amplified version. And again, in the King James, King James. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Okay? So we see this article, right? It's being used twice. Okay? So my side note here, they're both used, in this case, to stress the different aspects of Christ Why? Because he is the first and the last. So it was translated in the English with both articles to emphasize that. (laughs) Again, I know there's a lot of grammar and it's like, what? Take your time. That's why it's being recorded. You can go back and listen to it again, right? But here, we needed to include both articles in the English to stress the fact that he is the first and the last, right? There's no other God before him. There will be no other God like him. There will be no God after him. He is the one true God. The first and the last. Right? Uh, Yeah, we know that there are many gods, right? Paul, um, I forgot who he was talking to, which church, right? He acknowledges that. Like, yeah, there are many gods, but there's only one true God, okay? So, yeah, there's, there's no other, well, yeah, there's Jesus, and then there's, no, baby. Besides Christ, there is no other true God. Like, so, again, the first, the last. We're doing that to put that stress in there. Maintaining his, like, essence, right, of who he is. Okay? So, all of that, right, to say, as we wrap up, is it a bit, can it be a little overwhelming sometimes with the grammar? Yes. Um, there are many times where, like, right, we looked at the word epithet. Um, there are times where I've had to look up words that I don't understand, and then I'm looking up that word. <laughs> and what does that word mean? 
Like, it's a constant digging and searching in life. And the more you dig, the more that you are willing to put in that work to really get glean and get an understanding, the more you uncover, the more you find. Um, even within verses that I've read before or studied before, as I go back over them again, it's like, oh, I never noticed that. Like, okay. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who does the revealing to us. You know, this morning I was reading something and I'm looking like, okay, well, why did it reference this scripture? That's not making sense. And like, it doesn't make sense to you because Holy Spirit has not revealed it to you yet. Doesn't mean that, you know, the person who referenced the scripture is wrong, right? It was in my Bible, by the way. It had like a reference back to another scripture, another passage. And then it turned out, well, if you had just read a little bit further, then you would have saw why they referenced this passage, right? So, yeah, we need to, we have to stop looking at God's word as just words on a page. You are holding the living words in your hand every time you open that Bible. You are listening to God speak to you. Right, you're listening. To, if you're an audio Bible, you're listening to the Living Word. And when I take time to be still after I've read it or listened to it, right, and allow God to really speak to my heart and my mind on the things that He is trying to teach me about Himself, right, that He wants me to know about Him. It, it's an awesome thing, but I'm never going to get that. If I just stop at the surface, we want to be deep sea divers of the word. We don't want to be floundering around, barely dipping our toe in, like, I'm going to just stay on the shoreline. I'm going to stay in the shallow end. I'm going to stay over here. Oh, no, I don't want to get wet. I'm going to just, I'm going to go sit down. But y'all do that. I'm going to cheer y'all on. I'm a great cheerleader. No, you need to be in, in the trenches with the rest of us. Because Satan doesn't care. Like, as a matter of fact, it's because you're sitting on the sideline that you're just making yourself an easy target. You got to get in this. Okay? So, yeah, it's not just a word. And like I've been saying, I feel like I've said it multiple times throughout this study of Theos, right, which we still got some more. (laughs) We still got a few more definitions to go over. But it's like, You will be forever getting to know God. This is just, you know, Strong's attempt, right? Like him, he's a great scholar, by the way. But this is his way of, you know, gleaning what he could. how, you know, his nature is represented in the scriptures and how we see that in the scriptures, how we see that being translated in the scriptures. All of that is important. So, yeah, if it's like, oh, I just, I don't know, I don't feel like doing all that. I told y'all, I was that person. I was that person. Uh, That's a lot. Well, no way. Jacqueline from years ago would have been sitting down, cracking open a concordance, reading over commentaries, doing word studies of the Bible. Well, no way. Oh, that's too much for me. They're doing too much. That's a lot. Uh, I mean, I read it. That's enough, right? Like, And also, like I told y'all, when I finally did start applying myself and really digging into this word, oh, wow, there's a whole treasure trove of wonderful things in here that I was missing out on. Then I got mad. <laughs> like, I can't believe I had the enemy really have me sitting out here playing myself. Yeah. I, I was playing myself. Is that? Congratulations, you played yourself. So don't let 
the enemy hoodwink you into that. You don't have to understand everything all at one time. It takes time. Even doing this, I'm still going to have to go back over these words and over these passages. There's what he's shown me this time. When I go to study Thales again, there might be some more things that the Holy Spirit reveals to me and shows me like, oh, you know what? As I'm reading you know, the scriptures and things like, wow, oh, my goodness, like, that is crazy, God. Like, I never saw that. The main thing is we want to continue growing. We want to continue furthering our growth. We don't want to just stop, like I said, at the surface. So, yeah, there's some things that it might overwhelm you a little bit. It might feel like it's a lot. But that's why God is there, and we should be seeking him every time we crack over our word. Like, okay, Lord, whatever it is that you need me to t- take in today, I got confirmation this morning because of the fact that I took time to really dig and read. And it was like, oh, okay, so that's why. All right, Lord. Well, you said it. It's here in your word, so Okay. You know, I'm going to just say this and then pray out. I want you to think about every blessing, every confirmation that you have missed, every situation where you did not know who you were in Christ, you did not know his word, and knowing his word would have made a huge difference in how you handled that situation, how you saw yourself. You know, but because you did not apply, because you were not willing to press, you were not willing to dig, you ended up missing out on a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, it would have been, you know, great to have known that five years ago. Now, true enough, God does everything according to, you know, the time that it should be done. Because there were things that back then, Jacqueline, you know, 10 years ago, would not have received because my heart was too hard. Um, Just filled with self-loathing because I didn't know uh, who I was in Christ. I kept trying to put my identity in how other men saw me, what other people thought of me. I'm still, you know, in a way trying to work through people pleasing But Jacqueline now is like, you know what? I'm okay because I know who I am, right? I I know who I am, and it's okay. You ain't got to like me. I ain't got to be the prettiest thing to you, but when I look in that mirror, I see beautiful every day. Yeah, I said beautiful. <laughs> like, hey, beautiful. Hey, gorgeous. Oh my gosh, you're so smart. You're intelligent. Right. I don't I don't really say that to myself oh, in the mirror. <laughs> but the things I used to say to myself. You're ugly. You're stupid. You can't do anything right. Why don't you just die already? Why are you still here? Why do you exist? Nobody likes you and it's no wonder why. And then to have, you know, because the world is going to be who they are, to have those things, which feels like a confirmation, which is more like an echo uh, in the world. When you don't have a sense of self, right, when you don't know who Christ is, you don't know who you are. Because we're nothing without him. Like, we were made in his image. So, yeah, all all of that is like think about those times, the thing, all the stuff you missed out on, the revelations just waiting to be had, but you missing out on it because you refuse to dig, because you are a lazy Christian, and those two words should not even be in the same sentence. Dig. Take your time, but dig. Start somewhere, Okay. If you need help, ask. Ask for help. Right. Most of y'all know how to, how to contact me and get in touch with me. Ask. 
okay? Now, Trina, if you're not in my phone, your best bet is to text me and be like, hey, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, and I remember you said that we could ask you for help and blah, 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 blah. Because if you call me, you know my phone. I'm not answering that phone. I'm just letting you know. Um, I get too many robocalls. Just text me. Let me know who you are. Okay. And we'll go from there. Yeah, I I have no problem, you know, helping you in in how to, like, study the word. Because somebody taught me. I had to be taught. I know how to do any of this stuff. I didn't even know how to use the tools that were available. I didn't know what all tools were available. So, yeah. Dig. Keep saying you want everything I got for you. Dig. And ask for help when you need help. All right. Now then. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pray out. Lord God, I just want to thank you once again for another day. Um, God, I especially thank you just for the joy that you've placed in my heart. Um, and I just pray, Lord God, that you would just continue to saturate us throughout the week. I pray that you would give us an urgency to truly seek you in your word, to listen for your voice, God. Um, help those women, help those of us who are struggling uh, to truly, fully submit to your authority, uh, whether it be because of abuse, or, you know, situations where um, the person was being manipulated or controlled. Um, God, I just pray for healing. I pray that you would continue uh, to restore what was hurt, what was broken, God, but just continue to mold us and shape us to truly humble ourselves and to submit and surrender over to your authority, knowing that you want everything perfect and everything good for us, God, because you love us that much. You love us that much to tell us the truth when it hurts, and you never want anything bad for us, which is why you will tell us no or not yet. So, Lord, we thank you and we glorify your name, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, thank God, and amen. All right, ladies, so like I said, we got we got a few more things to talk about, but we're actually winding down. We're coming to the end of this word. Right, but now you got all the notes, right? You'll have all the notes for Theos, <laughs> and so the next time you see that word, right, still use a concordance, still use commentary, but you know, like, oh yeah, okay, take time to dig, all right. So hope y'all join us again for Thursday, all the same number at five thirty. Central Time. Y'all take care. Have a wonderful week. And bye, ladies. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.